Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Hello and welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. We are glad that you're able to join us today. Before we jump into the episode, this uh, today's episode where we'll be focusing on fatherhood and modern society, here is the Truth Minute. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. I read something this week, a quote written by a gentleman by the name Peter G. Hold. And this is what he said. All too often, the best way to see a light at the end of the tunnel is to go turn that light on. You see, life has so many tunnels, which are dark. Could be your career, relationships, tragedy, hopelessness. You know, life, as they say, is never easy, or at least not for me. So that tunnel can be unending if we don't get up and do something about it. Bad phases in life are temporary, and sooner or later, good times will come back. So our aim in life should be to look for positivity after every phase of negativity. So you might be asking, how do, I turn on, how do I turn on that light at the end of the tunnel? Well, what we all need to do is take a bit of initiative and take an initiative to take control of your own life. So whether it is going back to school, finishing that project, mending that broken relationship, whatever it is, what it takes is a small step towards turning on that light. You know, the feeling of taking an initiative for your own betterment creates a deep-seated vibration within and it's a positive vibration that is healthy for your mind your body and your whole being so take that step and go turn on that light at the end of your tunnel and that is the amazing truth minute Welcome once again to the Amazing Truth Podcast. I am joined today by Roni. Roni is a friend of mine. Uh, we, I look up to him as a big brother. Um, and we, uh, you know, we've had very interesting conversations. So when I told him about our, our little podcast here, and he was very interested to join us, you know, I, I, you know we thought that this month would be fitting for, for him to join us. And as we, as we kind of uh, have the last two episodes of this uh, series called Fatherhood, and today we'll be talking about fatherhood and the modern society. So, uh, without further ado, uh, let's let's jump into it. So, Roni, uh, welcome, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, uh, thank you, welcome, thank you. welcome. So, tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you are a father. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, married to uh, only uh, one wife, Joyce. Uh, going to fifteen years and next year. Uh, God has blessed us with two boys. Uh, Imani is going to be 13 and Wem is going to be 10. And uh, it's just amazing. These kids grow up so fast. Yeah. 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 So how is that? Are you, can we call you a modern father? You know, you just have to be, you know, like now in this, I mean, this is 21st century mm-hmm. in the technological world in a postmodern society. You have to be a modern father. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but does that mean, uh, 
you're a successful father that's a question <laughs> for another day yeah 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 but yeah i think i am a modern father I, so i didn't grow up with a dad okay so one of the things i came from a dysfunctional family my wife came from a dysfunctional family so one thing when we were dating we said you know what mm. our families will our family will not be like our families highly dysfunctional so th- there we clicked we knew what our roles as a daddies oh, okay. as a mommies our kids what we want and so we were so clear about that so yeah. it mm-hmm. you know ronnie mm-hmm. when you say so you grew up without a dad mm-hmm. so how do you model what uh, your good, what good your question. how yeah. do you model what yeah, your yeah. what your dad yeah. would have done how do you model yeah. that to your boys so number one um for me i think the turning point i i, I didn't know what fatherhood was let's start there i didn't know no i didn't even know what manhood was i thought i knew mm-hmm. when you're in your 20s late 20s you know the, those before i became a christian before i can become a follower of jesus i used to, i used to think manhood and this was modeled to me is about ego yeah and uh gusto and chest thumping right and raising your voice because ma- that's that's what i knew being a macho man yeah macho yeah, yeah you know the african society yes in fact um because i was raised by a single mom uh sometimes i used to go and live with my uncle because uh you know she had to travel because of her work and uh just the way he used to conduct himself he was a macho man mm-hmm. uh, he would come maybe at, at 9 pm after coming from the bar or 10 and with, with five kilos of meat and bang it on the table <laughs> <laughs> and you'd say in kikuyu you'd say uh, you know nidare henyama i brought the meat i brought the meat and the whole family just looks at him like whoa the wow. man is here Wow. and he sits and he wow. served food so to be that was manhood not he has provided right yeah so but uh but with time and and uh, another part of what i thought on manhood was was you know you know um uh because I was not a christian it was you know womanizing and things like that and yeah. money and and things like that that to me was modeled by my uncles and my uh, older friends who are men i could see that, that, that that's man who drinking and that's that's a man you know but when i became a christian mm-hmm. i now saw another part of man biblical manhood i started seeing you know so i became a christian so i go into nairobi baptist church and uh, i would i was invited to men's fellowship and i would see a ceo how he conducts himself he conducts his family his wife and i would see a messenger same way the way he conducts his wife and his uh, um, finances and his children to the same across the board right. and man who doesn't about you know you know gusto and ego and no it was just being a uh, uh, follower of Jesus mm-hmm. uh putting God first Jesus first um uh, re- uh, loving your wife you know uh, grooming your children well in the Lord and respect so those responsibility those respect mm-hmm. and that's I I I I know I, I hadn't seen that and we used to think christians are very boring people right <laughs> these nice guys are weird no i saw men who you know they are fun they are fun they do risky things you know yeah. <laughs> i was like wow you guys yeah we do risky things we play sports and even in when we playing soccer there's ngware you yeah, know and yeah. we say sorry to each other and that was i was like wow that's a that's breath amazing. of fresh air right so that's when i started observing this and i started seeing what manhood is about and i know wow this makes sense because i could see they were lining their lives with the bible mm-hmm. you know how a man is supposed to live out yeah yeah you know? um, so and it, it's 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 interesting to know that even if you're a christian yeah. you, you know you you still you have the christian values you mm-hmm. see how the mm-hmm. patriarchs you know led yeah. their families in the in the bible yeah, yeah. still that aspect of 
providing yeah you know yeah. so it's 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 good to it's good to to know that mm-hmm. you can inter you can intermarry those two things you yeah. can still go and hunt yeah uh, air quotes mm-hmm. and bring the meat to the yeah. table yeah. but still be that christian father who mm. respects his wife yeah. takes care of his children yeah. and all and all those who things who nurtures his family right. mm-hmm. um so I, i can tell you there's a topic for another way dad wounds mm-hmm. it's it's big mm-hmm. I, even people i know right now my age in the mid 40s they have heavy dad wounds I know a cousin of mine is uh, uh, mid 50s big dad wounds I mean because even him didn't grow up with a dad and his family suffered I call them dad wounds yeah yeah his 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 kids are suffering right now just and I and we're talking to him with my other cousin I was saying this is why he didn't have a dad he doesn't know how to navigate that space he's hurting he's searching it's big it's big so going back so wow wow I'm so glad that I found Jesus and I saw what it means to be a, a, a man mm-hmm. and to raise boys. Now, I'm not doing it perfectly. This COVID times has shown me some things like, hey, I'm <laughs> dropping the ball here and there. But that's where you recognize and say, wow. Speaking of COVID though, how, how has this changed? How, 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 does, how, how does that, how has that affected you and in your role as a father? I yeah. Mean, you know, so, a, a lot of things change. Yeah. We, we, are, we are home more without kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I've, I've realized this is time to affirm them and, 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 uh, affirm them and be the stabilizing factor and just to speak truth to them like okay things are thick out there but calm down this is what we're going to do this is how we can avoid this this is what we're going to do and just be careful because <laughs> these kids are 13 they don't wear masks <laughs> 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 they don't oh which children have you seen wearing unless they're I, with their parents no and they're not scared they're, they're, they're they're not, no because they're not getting it yes o- of course there are those cases but they don't care so you know he money goes out with his friends they don't wear a mask they come back but now we the last one month we've said no you can't have your friends here you can't go yeah. to the houses right right and we explain why and because you switch on the tv the statistics are there mm-hmm. you know they're saying oh how many people are dying and so so that number one uh, is you know you're closer to them you see now are you able let me tell you teenagers <laughs> 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 let me tell you uh, personal hygiene Wow, that's where the battle is. Okay, you've woken up. Have you brushed your teeth? Have you combed your hair? What are you still doing in your pajama shirt? You know, things like that. Comb your hair. You know, so it's a daily reminder. It's telling them the same thing day in, day out. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and uh, you know, well, you know, you, you can see that. You can hear the text messages right. coming. Mm-hmm. So who's that? And uh, you know you, you want to keep their privacy but you want to be in their lives so that that's when navigating yeah, that balance that right. balance is and so sometimes i tell him hey you know just just be careful with snapchat he's 13 yeah. just be careful you know the people can send you bad stuff and 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 i this parenting i say hey imani i, I trust you mm-hmm. i trust you yeah i trust you know you I, I, and i know him you know i know him and some you know he has i don't think he has a girlfriend but he has friends who are girls right i can always tell and cuz i was there i can always tell when he's been you know getting a, a text message from a girl or something he's so happy he's so happy he's almost doing cartwheels you know I'm like oh, so who texted you you know <laughs> so he like dad stop but but it's um yeah so there's a tension of of modern parenting yeah. it's interesting so mm-hmm. um going back to you know you you grew up i'm sure you you grew up in kenya most mm-hmm. of your life yeah and coming here and raising mm-hmm. kids here there's mm-hmm. that cultural difference how has yeah. culture impacted your role as a father you know hey, let me let me tell you when i when i when i came here 
Um, um, so back in Kenya, I was a youth pastor and uh, we used to have something called ROPES. It was uh, rites of passage experiences. Mm-hmm. It was a rites of passage for kids who are about 13, 14, uh, within the Christian framework, right? Um, so they're just either finishing their K- KCPE or going to do their KCPE. And some of them are just have just been circumcised, right? Mm-hmm. But it was within Christian confines. So we, so we are teaching them, you're now growing into a man. So this was a rite of passage within a Christian a environment. Christian, yep. And so, um, and I thought that was huge because we used to take them out in the, in the bush, like in Atheriva, it was a camp. But they used to think it's it's a bush, but it's a proper camp. They would never know that on the other side is a proper <laughs> camp with utilities. <laughs> but I just tell them we're driving to a river in the middle of nowhere. We we drive in and we say let's pitch our tents. Right. So so after that we you know we open the Bible. It's mentoring, teaching, fun, games. Then we take a hike the whole day. Mm-hmm. But they, what they don't know we're just going around the camp. They think we're going into the bush, into villages. I mean these kids they are stretched. An experience. Yeah, they are stretched. The whole day they're working. Yeah. yeah. And then we just say, you know what? Let's just pitch tent here. You know. So uh, we enter. Then they realize, oh my goodness. I say, oh, there are, there are tents here. We pitch the tents. And so we cook for them. What have you learned today? What have you learned about yourself, about God, and everything else? And then the next morning, their parents have come to receive them. Then we're like, okay, guys, let's um, let's let's walk to this other part of the bush or something. When As we're walking, their parents are coming, and it's such a... So I came from that thing of rites of passage. So mm-hmm. I really believed in, um, you know... Um, you know, that rites of passage experience. Mm-hmm. So when I came to the States, <laughs> our son was two at that time. And, uh, and uh, I know I thought, I have to take him back to Africa to experience right. that. that right. yeah. So I was talking to another Ghanaian man and I was saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, these, these kids, they are wimps. You know, they, they need to learn the hard way. You know, all these kids, let me tell you. I tell him, when my, when my son is 13, 14, I'll take him back. He goes through that experience. And then and that guy looked at me like, you want to do what? He told me, let me tell you, your kid growing up here is an American. He's, he's, not a, he's not a Kenyan. He's not an African. And he told me, if you want to lose your child, you will try and do something like that. Mm. And that's when the light bulb just hit me, ding, like, wow. This is a different context, different culture. Interesting. Yeah. It, because, I mean, he's been here all his life. Why now am I taking him to, to Kenya, Africa, to go through that experience? No, you can do that same experience within this context. Mm. You can have a, your own rites of passage. Or, or, so basically for me, he was showing me that um, you have to, you know, your parenting skills, you have to, you know, be with the times. Be dy- dynamic. Dynamic. You have to change yeah. the times. Yeah, yeah you, we can't, we can't, we, you can't just take your kid to Africa to, you know, rites of passage. That to him is like, doesn't make sense. Doesn't, you know, like now 13 year olds are very, like my son, Iman is a critical thinker. Mm. It doesn't, what am I doing here? For what? Yeah, like, yeah. So that's where I learned, wow, parenting in this country is different. So, uh, and we realized with my wife, Joyce, that we, we don't want him to be a Kenyan. Mm. We, he, he's, he's, he's a Kenyan, but he's more of an American. Any kid that is brought up here, remember uh, 10 hours a day, they are, if I, let me say this, maybe 16, 12 hours a day, they're not in your house. They are. They, are, they are at school, they are being fed American right. way of life. Yeah. So when you come to your house, I know a, a guy who used to say, used to tell his kids, um, when you enter this house, this is Kenya. You know, 
don't bring your american self that is so wrong mm. you can't uh. no you can you can you can parent like that and he had so much conflict with his kids so uh so our kids they have kenyan heritage yes they love kenyan food they like they want to speak swahili we are teaching them you know they they can differentiate swahili and kikuyu you know but so they're still they're yeah, still american yeah they're, they're still, still american they're, so yeah. how do you for us we realize we want him to be a, a you know um a godly man when he grows up mm-hmm. you know so that's us most important okay. it's, it's not whether yeah so um i know i have, I have a few friends who are stay, stay at home dads mm-hmm. and so would you be a stay at home dad if you had the opportunity to no because <laughs> see I've answered that one so quick yes. <laughs> why because uh, first I don't have the skills mm. if I were talking about that just the other day you asking what what has covid shown you mm-hmm. I don't have the skills to nurture a household <laughs> to make it warm you know let me tell you my wife like now everything is online uh, where we live um she is supervising Wema the younger one because mm-hmm. he has serious ADHD mm-hmm. supervising online she's doing her assignment college assignment she's thinking of what to cook you know and she's still trying to help me in some things in my business and it's all seamless it, it's not <laughs> seamless it's a bit crazy yeah, you know she, but, but, it but she's doing it right and I, and i told her man and like yesterday she told me you know today i'm doing my assignments everything is on you lunch dinner let's just say they eat snacks the whole day <laughs> yesterday oh i i <laughs> just, and i was telling my sister if you left after me his kids would be malnourished yeah, undereducated obese uh, obese yeah they would be junk yeah, food yeah so i can't be right. a stay home i just don't have the skills some men can do some some men can there's men who've done it yeah. you know mm. personally too i i think it's it it will be hard and mm. i think covid has taught me that mm. it's what um that and we're going to talk about the um the roles mm-hmm. you know but i think there's there's things we are we have strengths as fathers yeah. and i don't want to say naturally we are, that's what we do mm. but i think it it will take a radical shift for me to stay home yeah you know and just yeah. I, i i would manage it yeah. but it would be chaotic yeah. and it will take a long time so i it, mean there's some yeah I but think, it's possible I, oh yeah i think the best stay home dads is when if you start doing it from an early age from when even before they start crawling so that you just grow with your kids yeah. but now for me my kids are teens they make their own breakfast they own, right. almost they're making their own meals mm-hmm. you know they know how to use a microwave and things like that so and, and that's why i think i've slacked off like ah, mm-hmm. you go and fix yourself they can fix yeah. a sandwich they yeah. can do such thing so at this point in time i, I don't know like by <laughs> So my 13 year old he can wake up at 8:45 and by 9 he seated on his computer ready for school. And I'm like wow that's good. Mm-hmm. You know so for me it's easy for like these guys can do their own thing. Yeah. So at this point in time I don't think I have the skills. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. um t- talking about roles roles in the family. Mm-hmm. Um I was reading an article where uh, not even pre covid even pre stay at home and all this Fathers have fathers have already taken multiple roles in the family and not just as breadwinners. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Oh yeah. Um you know it's we live in interesting times and yeah you 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 have to take on multiple roles right now because um you know all, all like uh, uh, there are some days all four of us are in Zoom classes you know <laughs> Zoom meetings meetings we can hear each other zooming and sometimes we have to be in different rooms because of echo and feedback and yeah. things like that. Oh yeah, you um 
you have to but is it you have to i think you and your spouse have to agree which is best role are you suited for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know rather than forcing each other because it, it if you're not gone are the days where yeah. you know our fathers well our fathers back at home you know yeah. they, their role was they are, like you said mm-hmm. they come with the meat they've hunted they yeah. bring and that's it mm-hmm. some our dads never got up never got into the kitchen yeah you know that yeah. was that their role was to provide yeah. and that's it mm-hmm. whatever happens mm-hmm. even even raising kids sitting down with with us and talking to us about sexuality no, and nothing, boys girls nothing. and all the, it wasn't there by coming here i'll tell you a story my my dad came my dad came uh <laughs> here a uh, few years back and uh you know here we you know we cook and you can you get up and go serve so to him that was very very it was it was awkward it was borderline difficult for him to do that so the first night he sat there and he was waiting <laughs> you know you bring him a plate and the next time so we sat and joked and said dad you know you gotta go get up and go get your food oh. and i'm like back in kenya that would be a no i would even speak to my dad like that <laughs> but for me as a father yeah knowing that i i can go get up and get my own plate and after that go wash my hands so and he saw that and gra- granted he you know he 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 knew we okay this is america this is how things are done here yeah. and he was able to kind of change okay. but it was difficult and yeah. for us i think it's easy if i grew up if i grew up here and then i shifted back back home to kenya i don't know do you think i would reverse those roles i would be now that dad who sits no. down and just no yeah because even uh, our peers they've changed right yeah they they no longer do that i, I still have a few friends even my age they still uh, because but but i th- people have changed now those those rules and remember also the ladies have changed yeah you want me to serve you what <laughs> you know we used to joke about uh, you've seen these jokes about either uganda or tanzanian women you come through the door and they, they, they are kneeling for right, you my yeah, king yeah. you know they're not even looking in the eye and they're waiting for you to bless them you tap their forehead yeah, yeah they remove no those even the, the ladies nowadays they they can't mm-hmm. do that yeah. and it is So what does the Bible say about that? I mean that's it. I mean so that that's gesture is an African gesture right. and we've heard about it. I you know it's so you know the, the Bible says I like uh, submit to one another out mm-hmm. of reverence for Christ right? right. So uh, even when the the the, the ladies to be submissive you know there's also another part that says because scripture interprets scripture submit to one another, one another. but people forget that part it's right. always the woman should be submissive mm-hmm. no when i got married um, <laughs> for the first three months i was i was sharing an office with another guy and uh, you know no no before i got married and i she was she asked me he's not even a christian he asked me what do you like about your your fiance and i i don't know i said something she's this she's godly she's beautiful what what then I, i said i think she, and she's submissive and he laughed he laughed he laughed tears also coming out he was actually wiping his his tears with his glasses and saying <laughs> what he told me you're the one who will be submissive you know he's not a christian but i think after 15 years he was married 15 years before me mm-hmm. he realized you know it's you, you submissive is not this thing that your wife worships you or you you tell her anything she she says yes yes that's not that's not that's not the idea mm-hmm. but um yeah so yes i mean i like that submit one another to yeah. preference so um growing up or actually not growing up living in america mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of fatherless homes mm-hmm. um and uh, you've you've articulated the importance 
of a father. So how 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 is a father important to his son? Oh man. Let me tell you. Like I told you dad wounds. Mm. So growing up without a dad, I first of all because my my uncles they thought I would grow up and become a sissy, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm always with my mom, I've older sisters. And so they were very hard on me. Hey, come here. Hey, what are you doing? What what are your grades? What do you get? Why do, what, you know, that's how they used literally so I used to fear men. Mm. That father figure I used to fear. But I used to look up to and probably admire older boys. You know, in fact, I used to hang out with older boys. I, so because I'm looking for that male affirmation mm. and what saved me was I was very athletic. I was very good in soccer. Mm-hmm. So in fact, I I tell my boys even right now, if you want to be good in soccer, you have to play with older boys. You know, so that you by the time you're yeah. playing with your and we've started doing that. And they they get it, and so that's what I I used to look up to you know to them because I was I was craving that male affirmation and whenever I would do well if go in soccer yeah good hey, junior it's called me junior junior hey today you scored nin you played well I, I crave that but let me tell you um, a, a father is a stabilizing mm-hmm. factor mm-hmm. in a boy's life you know um, they, they are looking for for direction they are looking for authority. You know, uh, that's another thing. They're looking for authority. Authority doesn't mean you put your kids put down. Put your foot down. You know? yep, no. they're, they're looking for a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're looking for a lion. Mm-hmm. You know, fearless. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So, so it's important. Oh my goodness, this is even a discussion. Dad, like yeah. I said, dad wounds is a discussion for another yeah. day. And we, we, I think in our previous episodes, we we kind of gave st- statistics on how mm-hmm. important a father is, and mm-hmm. and the the general trend I saw in those statistics that. You know things like mental illness, mm-hmm. um, murder, yeah. homicide, yeah. prostitution. Right, all those, most of those uh, things, those behaviors come from children who are from fatherless homes, yeah. Yeah. You know, or that mm-hmm. having that male figure in there. So it's it is, correct. It, yeah, and by the way, even for for girls, right. uh, f- girls really want to. It's not just for boys; even for girls, man, they look up to their dad so much yeah. because there's no dad, a lot of problems arise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, I think it was focused on the family some years back not even this must be 10 15 maybe even 20 years ago they did uh they decided to uh, to go to prisons I, i don't know if you've heard this story to mm-hmm. go to prisons and have the prisoners or on mother's day write a letter to their moms right and so they give out free cards in the hundreds of thousands to prisoners and prisoners they wrote cards to their moms happy mother's day and things like that father's day came along and they gave the same cards and 99.5% of the prisoners didn't have fathers mm-hmm. the cards were just left there they didn't have no one to write to yeah um wow. college college even uh <clears throat> college coaches have realized successful players are those with dads because uh kids come in and very talented but the moment they hear uh, an authoritative voice mm-hmm. what are you doing you need to do this come on what They, they they have never had that they've never been told by a man this is how to do stuff and, and they, they don't know how to react they don't know so how to react right. and some of them quit some of them it's a new thing they've never had it's tough some of them you know they take in stride and the coaches end up being their dads mm. for the rest of their lives even after college and things like that so yeah so let's take a breather mm. and when we come back we'll talk about sexuality yep and in relation to you know fatherhood and how mm-hmm. and then talk about religion as well so okay. we will be right back okay. 
So what to look forward to? We are um, still in the series of fatherhood, and uh, next month we'll be talking. We'll be jumping into a very important uh, topic of sexuality and the family. We'll be talking about um, very important things like infertility and all those things. So we want you to keep joining us and keep listening to us. And once again, you can like uh, and subscribe and uh, share this podcast wherever you are. So once again, we thank you for joining us and uh, we hope that you'll join us for the next series and the next series and the next episodes going forward. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at The Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Hello, once again, welcome back to uh, the Amazing Truth Podcast. Uh, we are here with Roni. Roni is a father of two boys, uh, having grown up in in Kenya and, you know, raising his boys here in America. So we're talking about fatherhood in modern society. Um, now, well, let's talk about discipline. And what are your views on discipline? And how should a father approach the concept of uh, discipline, especially towards sons? Oh, you need to discipline your child for sure. I mean, God disciplines us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's how you do it. I think uh, you and I, we came from... <laughs> Corporal punishment. <laughs> yeah, discipline was uh, full assault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's, it's, it's how you do it. Uh, the, the way I was taught when I became a Christian is, is you know, um, so I, I, I used to spunk my kids. I used to spunk them. Uh, you know, uh, the Bible says, um, uh, bring out the road of discipline, mm-hmm. you know. So I used to spunk them. But how I do it, I tell them what they've done wrong, right? Uh, and then I give them a chance to confess. Do you see what you've done wrong? Yes. Then I tell them what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a whooping because you've done this wrong, okay? And there they beg for forgiveness, but I tell them, no, let me give you a whooping and we'll talk. So I, I give them a whooping, and then I tell them, do you know why I have given you a whooping? Yes, because I did A, B, C, and D, yes. And then I tell them, I affirm them. I tell you, I, I tell them I love you, okay? I, I know you're better than this. Don't do that again. And there they always say, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. So discipline is important. Right now, um, you know, he's, he's going to 13, so I just, I, I've, I've not done it in a long time. Because nowadays it's it's uh, uh, we talk more or less, mm-hmm. and there are times I'm very stern, mm-hmm. you know, and almost still want to give him a whooping, right? Um, but uh, I've realized talking is dialogue. A dialogue, man. This uh, is these are these are interesting times, yeah. man. Dialogue. Remember, if you, you have yeah. a, had a dialogue with your yeah. your uncles, <laughs> yeah, 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 right. So. Um, so we have a dialogue, and so these days we take away privileges. I could take his phone. Ah, you take his phone, you've killed his soul. I mean, his life is over. You would believe his face is downcast. He's taking, or oh, you're not playing any more games. That's it. Just sit there and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So that 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 helps a lot. All right. Mm-hmm. How about sexuality now? Have you had the talk? Yeah. With your sons? Oh, I have because you know, like me, I I, I do want someone else to 
tell them about sex like it was told to me by the world and yeah. other people mm-hmm. so I, from you know uh let me see five years ago he was yeah about from the age of eight seven eight i would i would tell him you know just uh um you know he came in a <laughs> he has actually asked me how do babies come and how did i how was i born and i had to tell him you know mom and dad slept together <laughs> just what happened to him was like what you know like but it didn't register mm-hmm. but with time slowly slowly uh, you know because I, i was trying to build rapport with him and so his best class was it last year or last year but one last year they, they went through a, a science class mm-hmm. and about body parts and things like that it was the most interesting class for him he was so excited he got a straight a <laughs> <laughs> in that class we always love so these days i i bring i still talk to him about it right. but is he so shy now not shy but he tells me dad don't no, don't tell me such things do you remember the talk you gave me a few years ago no dad don't talk because me i'm very explicit yeah you know i tell him you have to be yeah you have to, you, you have to be so um so he knows about that and uh what i've been trying to cultivate so this year i've realized uh i may have missed the mark some places because i want to be i want us to be friends quote and quote mm-hmm. to be in his space so yeah. that i can mm-hmm. teach him in his space but i realized sometimes i it's a I, i go back to the traditional dad you know so and and i realized sometimes he's talking to his mom more about some of these things so so i told him you know Uh, I said hey I see so and so is texting you who's that and I'm like I told him Imani it's okay it's okay yeah. I know these are you know it's okay just I just want to know who your friends are whether they're girls they're boys and uh so he, he's aware of that mm-hmm. and um yeah so the, the younger one is uh the the 10 year old is on he's a he here he's so naive he is he's still a baby as far as sexuality he doesn't he doesn't get it um how about uh drugs and substance abuse oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. so of course they, they 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 know smoking is not good so the older one is easy he knows about drugs and things like that so that that's a no no for us uh we, we what they see us in the house what we model you know we don't smoke uh, uh and I was telling my wife the other day thank god these kids have never seen me drunk like staggering into the house or raising my because that's how me and my wife were were raised you know parents staggering into the house raising their voices breaking things skids have never seen me they never see me drunk so yeah. now when it comes to religion now mm-hmm. should should our kids be left to make their own choices you know that we we live you know leave them to you know like in Kenya um my dad would uh wake up in the morning you know well my dad wasn't going to church by that time but mm-hmm. my, he would he would make sure we go to church yeah. and it was a forced thing yeah. like i felt it was forced because we we knew every saturday we go to church or whatever day it was we go to church yeah. and it's something that we do be, not because we want to but because that's what our parents want so should yeah. our kids be left to make our own, i mean i i turned out okay like <laughs> but but should our kids be left to make that choice to no no absolutely i mean we are parents we need right. to parent mm-hmm. and, and mold their minds mm-hmm. because uh you know really the time you're using religion is a broad term right. i prefer to say you know for us we are followers of jesus mm-hmm. uh, we're christians so the bible is clear in proverbs 22 bring uh, uh, train a child in the way he should go and when he's old he will not depart yeah. so uh, for us we do bible studies together mm-hmm. you know we do bible study and and in fact the last two weeks they've been so good they're asking such good questions mm-hmm. 
uh, you know like uh, this week we're doing the about the plagues because they ask yeah. about covid and mm-hmm. you know of course we don't know if it's god's doing or not but we just wanted to know that god can use uh you know natural elements to bring judgment but right. we are not saying covid is this or that. we don't know you know but mm-hmm. but no i i mean you you mold them now it's part of being a dad and parents mm-hmm. of you know this thing has worked for us and they know our testimonies mm-hmm. they know i tell them this is the guy I used to be then after jesus is a guy right so they can see that yeah. and they always laugh you know mm-hmm. you know would, so will, will it be difficult when they when they grow up and they're able to make their own choices if they depart from it, it's 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 up to them but for us we know we've and you know you know how even nowadays it's not just uh it's not just teaching the bible we live in a in a very uh in a culture that's very uh hostile mm-hmm. to religious things mm-hmm. not not even religious things it's hostile to christianity right in our culture today mm-hmm. so even as we teach the bible we teach them with an apologetics bent you know what apologetics right. is yep. yeah mm-hmm. how to defend their faith mm-hmm. you know like you know um <clears throat> if your friends tell you you know there's no god where is god you know so we have those conversations like right. i mean yeah i mean no one has ever seen god but mm-hmm. You know you can't discount god yes you know so things like that and mm-hmm. uh, interesting we went from genesis 1 just the last week because i was saying okay how did who created god is there uncreated creator right in the beginning god, god created yeah, in the yeah. when is the beginning and their minds were spinning it was so good so it's to deposit you know you're just planting seeds then you know god in his own miraculous way god talks to children even we've seen in the in the bible god talks to kids in the womb mm-hmm. john the baptist was yeah. in the womb right mm-hmm. so god, god will reach everyone from from a 18 week child to yeah. a 100 year old person god talks to them in their own way and he understands yeah. and they understand yeah. him yeah so i don't know are our religious fathers more engaged to their children than i don't want to say religious but are they are they more engaged to their children than fathers who So we don't are not Christians. Again, I would say um no, I've I've met I've met parents who are not religious at all and they're really good parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I like about uh, uh Christians is that um you have a blueprint. Right. The, you have a template in the Bible of mm-hmm. how how to parent. So it's up to you to use that template mm-hmm. and to you know tweak what's need, needed to be tweaked mm-hmm. uh, or, or add on to what is relevant. Not right. really tweak but add on what is really what fits your needs yeah, maybe yeah right right so what are your take what are what are your takeaway points any parting shots uh i think uh, someone asked this on social media the other day is is um when do you become a man mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a really good post and uh, you know i said manhood looks different from when i was 14 when i was 21 mm-hmm. when i was a young eligible bachelor 29 mm-hmm. manhood is different manhood looked different when i was married Uh, first year it looks different when you have kids now it looks different when i'm uh, parenting teens and it'll it's so it's it's an evolving journey right, yeah. and you have to you know uh be dynamic and move with the times mm-hmm. uh and see how you can still parent mm-hmm. so um i'm still you know trying to be the best dad i can mm-hmm. and uh yeah so it's 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 you know i'm i'm grateful to have sons so grateful yeah yeah You know, and another thing I wanted wanted you to get your thoughts on or maybe encourage is say something to the fathers to men who are well men who are waiting to be fathers. Yeah. 
um i'm if you're waiting i mean it's uh you can start if you're waiting it's it's a privilege to be a dad but you if you have younger cousins you know younger nieces try and be that they are they can they make you your favorite uncle mm-hmm. like they see you and they say yes yeah. uncle so and so like uh what's his name um <clears throat> um his brother what's his name uh, steve or Kevin uh, Kevin's uh, brother uh, Eddie Eddie, yes. Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> when when those kids see Eddie they've seen the coolest right, uncle right. around yeah so that's number one. number 2 uh, is um yeah just maybe it's it was difficult i wish someone told me thing think about how you grew up mm-hmm. and what worked and what didn't work as you're waiting to be a dad oh, and some things it's you know they come to play once you become a dad but uh, but those are some of the things and who, who just sit down with yourself and maybe even your single friends and talk about how our dads what went right mm-hmm. what didn't go right mm-hmm. I, th- i wish i'd done that even then then you start to see ah this is the kind of dad i'd like to be yes yeah, yes. yeah. all right mm-hmm. wait in the lord and uh, we mm-hmm. thank you Ronnie, for that wonderful um wonderful episode and we we thank you are grateful for you joining us and uh, i'm sure we'll see you again 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 and again on future episodes there you have it that is the amazing truth podcast and we are uh, done and we'll see you on the next one thank you for listening to this episode of the amazing truth podcast we hope you were blessed as you listened don't forget to share like and subscribe god bless you and see you on the next one